This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. There you will find pillows and stools featuring your favorite sports teams. Also, you will see sets with your kids' favorite cartoon or movie characters. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage, and place your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home. Welcome to Huddle Up Podcast here live on our Facebook page. And it is December 19th, 2018, our last show of the calendar year, 2018. We appreciate the support you've always given us. We hope you are getting ready for the holiday season. It is obviously just around the corner for some that celebrate Hanukkah. It has already passed. And uh, we hope that everyone that uh, is celebrating any holiday this year that you have a good one, a safe one, and a happy one. Uh, We have plenty to talk about tonight, including nearing the end, looking to the future, and of course, happy holidays. But first, make sure you're following along with us on social media by uh, going to facebook.com slash Podcast and liking the page. If you're following along in the live video, make sure you give it a share, get people in here as well. You can also catch us on Twitter at Podcast. I'm at Big Jim Sports, and our co-host Dave is at HuddleUpDave. Make sure you visit our uh, home network NGSC Sports by going to ngscsports.com and also of course their sponsor Alicia's Pillows and Things you can find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the NGSC Sports homepage and that'll get you everything related to that so we again thank you for tuning in let's get Dave on the line here and we'll get this thing rolling Dave how are you doing this week bud Jim we're doing well uh Finishing out the uh, the work week here. We're, we're three-fifths of the way through, so moving forward here. Got a little college bowl action going on. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, here being at the uh, the end of the year, both sports or football-wise, not sports-wise, but football-wise and, and the uh, holiday and calendar year, it's uh, Festivus is on Sunday, and uh, the, I think we... We should air at least one of these. The airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. So, Dave, if there's a uh, grievance, be it with a player, fan base, team, person, etc., that you have in the sports world uh, this year, and if those watching along with us have any grievances, feel free to leave them in the comments. Uh, we'd appreciate that. But, Dave, what would what would be your Festivus grievance in the sports world so my grievance right now has to be with cam newton mm-hmm. um he has been absolutely horrific this year i mean with an absolute 
Uh, I don't want to say an absolute studded team, but he's got arguably the best linebacker on the other side of the ball. And I will go out on a limb and say the best running back on the other side of the ball at the moment. Um, and the dude couldn't hit a barn that's more than five yards away from him if he had to at the moment. Um, granted, there's been some shoulder issues going on, which um, anyone watching Panthers games obviously knew that he was hurt. Um, but what the hell, Cam? Like, you just are not a uh, freaking retard and turn the ball over and these Panthers teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that one is not only Cam, but maybe the the team and uh, coaching staff. It's, it's almost kind of a, you know, with the exception of those a couple of players, it, it, it's there's a lot of things going wrong, and, and I think this may be a uh, an off season of change uh, in some aspects in Carolina. Um, yeah, I that, disagree. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but it's, yeah, I think Ron's safe. Uh, man, wow. I. I Personally, I'd I'd be a little surprised. I I think he's made a couple of suspect decisions, uh, coaching decisions this year. But uh, we'll see once we get past uh, early February when when curtains start to fall, and um, obviously the Panthers no longer uh, in in playoff contention. So, uh, but yeah, Cam, uh, not so good um, f- for me. And and this is obviously topical given what we're going to talk about in a minute and what we're going to talk about. Um, uh, and what we're going to see next weekend, but it's the people that are giving Notre Dame no chance uh, against Clemson. Uh, and I'm not, we'll get to the prediction. I'm not going to come out and say that Notre Dame should be the favorite by any stretch of the word, um, but to, to give them no chance uh, in, in this Cotton Bowl, I think is uh, extremely, extremely short-sighted. And, uh, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. So those are our uh, festivist grievances, and uh, you can again leave those in the comment uh, in the live video. You can make sure to like and share it. I still have the uh, the um, fantasy belt, the fantasy belt here uh, on the table for uh, unfortunately just a, a few more days. Uh, no longer uh, in in the playoffs in that league, there will be a new champion, and uh, and it's uh, it's a disappointment. It's a disappointment over here, but uh, we had a good year. Good year, and uh, hopefully we'll get it back. That's the league that Dave is not allowed in. But, uh, Dave, let's get to uh, the college. Why is Dave banned from this league? I, I forget. Um, just for reasons, for reasons. Um, we will uh, – let's get to the college football. Let's get to the college football playoff. Um, we're going to look at these games because, again, we will not be on the air next week um, since uh, being the, the day after Christmas. We're probably still going to be in the holiday <laughs> hangover there. Um but Dave, let's look at the two college football semifinal games. You have the Cotton Bowl on uh, December 29th. That is the first of the two. That is at four o'clock uh, on ESPN from AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Uh, Notre Dame comes in obviously at 12 and 0. Clemson uh, at 13 and 0. Notre Dame third. Clemson second in the final of the college football playoff rankings. Uh, Clemson coming in as a 13 point favorite. The over under on this game is uh, is set at 55. Um, first and foremost, I, I, I obviously don't like that, uh, 13 number. Um, I'm somewhat curious, um, how they, how they got to that number. Um, I, I just don't think that these two teams are that dramatically, um, far, far apart from each other. Um, I mean, Clemson. You know, probably the you know I think the the better team, more athletic, 
um, from the from the, you know, the wide receiver standpoint, might have the ability to stretch the field a bit. But when you look at that Notre Dame defense, you know they 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 haven't given up more than I think thirty points um, all season. Um, and, and, and Clemson has been scored on a few times. Obviously, they, they were dominant down the stretch. But I, I, I just think that, that this Notre Dame team with that defense to, to be that far off in, 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 a, in a playoff semifinal game is, um, is a bit off base. So I think um, this game opened at uh, 11 and a half to 12-ish, and uh, professional betters moved this one up to 13. So that's the answer on how the line got there. Um, the other thing to remember, too, is in a perfect world with Vegas, they want uh, 50% of the money on each side of the game, and they'll sit there and take the 10% in the middle. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, the, the thing about this is is, is this is going to be the most, most athletic team that Notre Dame has faced um, far and away. Uh, I, I think any team, uh, and I don't think it's—I don't think it's really close. Um, Michigan was probably up there first game of the year, so uh, you can only give them so much credit for that. But um, I mean, I think that 13 is a pretty accurate number. I mean, I, I don't know that if I had to bet Clemson, I wanted more than—I wanted to lay more than uh, 10 with Clemson. But uh, if I Notre Dame, I, I feel like I need at least two touchdowns to even consider or sniff it personally. So. Um, I don't have much interest at this current number, um, but I feel like the the under might have some life here. Yeah, I, I and I think if if Notre Dame is going to win this game, the the under is probably the sa- the safest part because I I don't think getting into a shootout against this team is a wise choice. Now I think Notre Dame can score against Clemson. I I, I don't I don't. I, you know, it's going to come down to Ian Bug. I think he's the most important player, maybe on on either team in this game, because he's going to have to adjust to um, the the most physical defense he's seen this year. Because if we go back to that Michigan game, we remember that Brandon Wimbush was the starter. You know, at at, at the beginning of this season, so he he's gonna ha- he's going to have to you know be a little inventive and creative and and. I'm curious to see what what Chip Long and company draw up with uh, with a month's time and a month's prep on it because um, you know they they have they have done a lot of good things this year um, but I I don't think that as good as your defense your secondary is you you're gonna win in a in a shootout style game so um, I, you know I think you want to control the clock and and keep the scoring um, on the lower side I I'm also curious and we we do have a caller that we'll get to here. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, when we wrap up our thoughts on this game, um, I, I'm I'm curious, and and I, there's obviously no true way of knowing, but if what happened in in 2012 with Notre Dame and Alabama has had has any sort of an impact on on how this line was set up, obviously completely different teams, very different coaching staffs uh, for you know for Notre Dame, but. You know, after what happened on that on that big stage, you know, and and even what happened you know, a year ago, Notre Dame and Miami in that big stage when all when all the lights were on them, um, if if that had anything to play into um, where this line was set up, because like, you know, I, I I can agree that you know Clemson is is probably the most athletic that the Notre Dame has seen, but there's been points even. You know, in what was a, albeit weather, um, weather made sloppy game, um, 
in into the second quarter, I mean, Pitt was still kind of sniffing and knocking on the door, and I think you know Clemson pulled away then. But you know, Notre Dame is a obviously a, a much better team when you look at the the, the full spectrum than than Pitt is. So uh, I'm curious to I'd be curious to know if if that maybe had any impact on on this at all. I think you might have a point or two because of that, but but I mean not much more. I mean. Again, I think that this line is pretty accurate where it should be. And, I mean, if I had to bet it right now at 13, I'm probably taking Clemson um, just because I think there's a a better chance that Clemson wins by 13 or more at the moment. But I don't um, – I don't. I just don't know how – I mean, this is a step up in class for anyone that, that um, Notre Dame has played. Um, and, and, I mean, ultimately you have to say the best game that Notre Dame has played is Michigan, and Michigan got – throttled by Ohio State, granted vastly different times in the year. Sure. Um, but you still have to consider it when factoring everything. So, I mean, I I think that this number is so high, um, not so be based on the last couple bowl games that Notre Dame has played, but I think there's serious doubt on the strongest uh, team that Notre Dame has played. And, and are they truly, um, and I know you're going to get angry with this statement, but are they truly college football playoff material based on who they've beaten? And I know you can only beat the teams that you play, but um, the strongest win versus Michigan, and um, that that win does not look nearly as good as it did what three weeks ago. Sure, no, I I'll agree with that, and and I'm and I'm not going to pretend like like this schedule, which you know even a year ago, where going into this season looked as strong that it, that it didn't play out to be as strong. But then when you look down over Clemson's schedule, you know you're you're looking at you know their best win is was what Texas A and M that was week two, um, Syracuse Notre Dame I think beat Syracuse by more, um, you know you have a shared game with Florida State I mean uh, is Clemson's best win was either Texas A and M or Pitt, so I I I think it's it's really curious, and I'm not saying that I, I'm not going to use the line that you use that is. Clemson college playoff worthy because they are um but and I know that that Clemson had had multiple games with with a with a much greater uh, margin of victory but that their schedule was not tough at all either so I I I'm I I think this game has far more intrigue and, and at least maybe we can agree on that I think this game is far more intrigue than the other semifinal matchup. Do you have me on mute? You might have me on mute. Ah, shit. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that, and I, I mean, I think we can uh, we can agree on that without any any issue there. And um, it should be a heck of a game. It's just going to be very interesting to see. And I mean, maybe we're we're talking about this the uh, the following week and and saying, holy crap, Clemson was one that had the cupcake schedule. And, you know, Notre Dame is really as, as good as they are. They just didn't have to play anyone. And who knows? I, I could be eating crow on that. It, it's, it's distinctly possible. But, uh, you know, let's get to the, the prediction on this game, Jim. And I'm going to go out on a limb with a, a prediction on guarantee being 100% correct in this situation. If you're ready for it, someone is going to lose their first game of the year. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, there you go. That uh, That is completely accurate. And um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that one of us is going to be wrong because uh, I'm going to I'm going to say Notre Dame wins this, um, but I'm I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be less than ten. Um, 
I, I think this this is this thing's going to come down to the last couple of possessions and 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 possibly which one of those defenses steps up and makes one or two big plays when it really matters. So um, I, I like obviously I'm, I'm I'm picking my Irish and and I'm, but I am going to keep it close. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Clemson by 17 here um, with the with the under hitting as well. Um, I also I will have a play on the first half under in this game. Um, with with Pennsylvania having the sports betting at the casino, uh, that that will be a uh, play that's on my my docket. Yeah, I'll, I'll and I will take the under on this one as well. Yeah, let's before we uh, get to the uh, Orange Bowl matchup, let's take the caller. Uh, let us know who you are and where you're calling from. Jim, it has been far far too long, and I can tell that you're riled up. I saw your tweets. Oh, Mitchie. I'm gonna I'm gonna tur- I'm gonna turn the page here real quick, just so we can finish up our little disagreement that we've been having on the twit.com. All right. Let's see what we got here. And I'm going to explain this to the audience. If you go backtrack on uh, Jim's tweets here before he went on air, he was being body bagged by myself on Twitter at a R Marketo. My first name is Anthony, Jim, uh, Dave. Hello to you as well. Um, Jim, the Tom Wilson hit. I mean, come on. Come on. I'm pointing it out. I'm asking, I'm not saying, He's not tougher than Alexiak. I think he is. But I'm asking him to square up and dance around. He met him at the blue line, cut him off. He had Alexiak back to the boards. And what do you want him not to eat? Of course he's going to take his gloves off, Alexiak is, and try and square up. But it was in the heat of the moment. It was a transition play. They're moving up ice as the puck is crossing into the neutral zone. I'm just asking for more out of Tom Wilson if he wants to be the tough guy that he is to give it a fair shake here. Whether they meet at a face-off and start jawing there and drop the gloves immediately, I want to see that. I want to see him prove it that he is, in fact, Mr. Macho Man. But time and time again, we see how many cheap shots out of him and catching guys off guard. And I'm not saying Alexia did not see him coming. I think he did. But you don't know if he's coming for a jarring hit or if he wants to drop the gloves. And it was far too quick for my liking in that instance. I mean, it was quick, but Alexiak threw the first punch. Like, you can't say that Alexiak wasn't squared up. He, he threw the first punch. He, Wilson didn't even get the first punch. He was in. far off balance. He grabbed him, and of course he's going to start flailing. I mean, it was more of a flailing, flailing on Alexiak's point, and Wilson had the advantage of him from the get-go. Alexiak's not looking. He's looking to move up ice, and with his vision, he obviously saw Wilson coming. And again, we're going to agree to disagree. We, we are, and and, That's and, and simple. I I don't think, and 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 I think we can agree on on this part of it that this is probably not the last time that these two guys have a have a uh, altercation. Um. So I, I think no. it's it's more than reasonable that that your uh, your hope of a uh, face off uh, battle or or you know something like that that that's maybe a little more planned or organized or what have you um i think is is well within the realm of uh possibility and that's all that's all that i'm asking for here what got me irked was you saying good fight no it wasn't a good fight i want to see the guys go toe-to-toe or skate to skate fair enough fair enough and, and square up now and i'll bring it back to college football for you dave i want to give you some gambling advice here it may not be your forte but if you look at college hoops right? The money machine that is the Nevada Wolfpack. I believe they've actually been on a bit of a skid here. 
if you follow them. Uh, 9-0, 10-0 on the year, and they should be 7-3, and, seven and three, I believe, against the spread. Um, have been on a bit of a covering slide, but dating back to last year, they are a money-making machine. Eric Musselman has his boys. The uh, He's got the Martin Twins and Jordan Lang Carroll, who's Simeon Rice's biological son. Uh, an athletic team, a veteran squad. There's someone to watch out for who I think he could profit off of, especially in big games as well as we get to the tournament. They're getting the respect in the rankings, but that's one team that uh, has brought some success and some bread in, uh, into the lives of many. So I want to throw that one out there for you. College football. That's definitely a good one. I don't touch uh, don't touch hoops that much. Just not my forte. But uh, uh, this is this is Anthony out west, correct? Yes. And it's how about uh, our Mariners making some moves? They're making a lot of moves. How many how many moves how many moves can you make in an offseason? They might set the record. <laughs> so it is. I think um, we're already there, right? I know it's not I know it's not baseball season, but uh, it, you know forecast is always rainy and, and gloomy and that's what it seems on the baseball outlook if you speak to the fans who've been dealing with a 17-year postseason drought it's not the uh, not the greatest look especially when you're not going to compete aggressively for another two three years the one i feel the be- the worst Jim for is king felix i mean that's that's all i got on that 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 man deserves way well, better than he's going to get he, he the issue was when their window it was time to win, which was the past two, three years when they've had the fifth best record across the American League. He's been a shell of himself. And they couldn't make the playoffs. And you could use an ace pitcher to get you over the hump. He sort of had that in James Paxton, but time and time again, he saw some injuries, but he shows the signs of being an ace. Dave throws a no-hitter in Toronto. has been good, but uh, you could have used Felix in his prime, his Cy Young years. And it's unfortunate that those were wasted with teams that just didn't have talent around them. They finally get some talent there, and uh, and the wheels fell off a little bit. Um, but I'll let you guys get back to, to the college football. I want to say my point, I think it's going to be Bama uh, here winning it off. Not that I'm going out on a limb here. <laughs> Dave, I tend to agree with you in this Clemson-Notre uh, Dame matchup. I think there's an, you know, a, a bit of an outclass. I think Clemson's a better team top to bottom, Jim. I think they have better athletes. So position by position, maybe you can check a couple more boxes for Notre Dame, but the positions that Clemson is better in, I think they were, they're going to overwhelm Notre Dame a little bit too much, and that's not a knock on Notre Dame. Clemson's just a damn good team, and that's the way it is. Um, but I know you guys were too talking about is Notre Dame playoff worthy, or, or you put those words in there, Dave. Yeah, they are. You know, They play who's in front of them, and this goes to my UCF argument, which I've said multiple times. You play who's in front of you, you have to win the games and, and deal with the competition. Notre Dame's done more than enough to warrant their spot. And there should never have been any question. I don't think there was for no, any, I don't think... any legitimate source any legitimate source to or media head talking about whether they should be in the playoff or not. Um, they're warranted to be there. I think you have the right four teams in, but I, I see the two favorites coming out on top and uh, and Bama doing just a little bit more than Clemson uh, come the new year. All right, man. We appreciate the call, and uh, it was good here. Whoa, 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 whoa! Before, oh. before he goes here, I got, I got, I got to make one comment on the hockey thing since I didn't get the uh, a chance to hop in there. So all I didn't see the hit. I was bowling tonight, so I can't comment on it. But all I got to say is, you're talking about Stanley Cup champion Tom Wilson. <laughs> oh, I love great. it. 
Love it. Um, Good for you guys. Enjoy that. Come 2019, you can drop the narrative. <laughs> it's Carter Hart season in Philadelphia. It is it's Carter Hart season, long. man. That that is, that has been uh, quite the uh, couple days of change there um, for the Flyers. I got to watch him twice out here in the WHL. He's he's a fantastic talent. Absolutely, um, and I'm excited that he's he's finally getting his due. And you know, hopefully, this is the move, and the firing of, of Haxel can um, can get things going in the right direction. If you guys remember too, when the Penguins called up Martin Murray. They also made their coaching change Correct. in yep. December. Went went on to win the cup. So me being the uh, ever the optimist, uh, I'm hopeful that it's not too far gone right now for for, for Philly. Flyers get hot and uh, and we Any, see uh, hey, a little bit any, summertime hot. Anything can happen, happen, man. Like it, it, the Capitals in February last year, people were ready to fire Barry Trotz, and we saw what happened uh, come June. So anything can happen. Anthony, is a, it was a pleasure talking to you. Always have fun. It's been far too long uh, since we heard your voice here. And uh, sincerely hope you and yours have a, a great holiday. Likewise, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you guys. All right, see you, bud. Talk to you again soon. Take care, man. I thought, I thought for a minute, and the minute when he, when, he, when he came on, I thought we had our boy Uncle Mitch, but uh, he was quick to correct me there. So I, I do want to apologize uh, to Anthony for for insulting him like that from the from the get go, uh, Mitch is still in hiding, and I don't blame him when I can put this Stanley Cup champion flag on our table uh, or behind me every week. I'd probably still be in hiding too. And uh, but uh, always good to hear from our from our pal Anthony. So let's get to that Orange Bowl game, uh, Dave. That that'll be after the Cotton Bowl on December the 29th. That'll be uh, at 8 p.m. on ESPN from Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida. You have the 12-1 number four Oklahoma Sooners taking on the number one Alabama uh, Crimson Tide, 13-0, 14-point favorite. Uh, and and the I, I had to like double and triple check this number. And if you have seen something different, and I mean, it's probably not going to be by a lot, but the over-under line on this, Dave, 80? That's cor- is that correct? 80? 100% accurate. Jeez. Um, um, remember like when the SEC, regardless of opponent, um, was like the conference of defense? Remember that? That was a cute time. Um, but uh, I, I, I like – and see, this is the scenario because as we talked through the entire year and even when we got to the college football playoff rankings from like – week you know week three on it was it was pretty stagnant with the with the top four and that that matchup that was gonna potentially beat up Alabama and leave scraps for the opponent um the next the next week um that this is like the nightmare scenario because even if Notre Dame does beat Clemson um it's not they're not gonna get to scraps of Alabama and and I'd love to give Oklahoma a shot here and Oklahoma was the right choice at number four let me preface what I'm saying here by Oklahoma was the right choice but I just don't see how they have a have a realistic shot here um they don't have deep they don't play defense the big 12 doesn't play defense like it just you know you might make a stop in a game but you're gonna need a hell of a lot more than that than Alabama versus Alabama and and you're just not going to get it here. So I'm sorry Oklahoma, I'm sorry Jim Ross. Um th- there's no way Alabama. I'm I'm even going to take 
I'm going to take the points. It, like it's it's going to be bad. All, all all Bama has to do is make a stop or two. I will, however, I'm going to take the under. I I don't I don't think. I mean, Bama might score forty or fifty. I I just don't see Oklahoma scoring um, enough to 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 hit that over line. So I'm going to take Bama points and uh, the under on this. Yeah, I just uh, I, I'm right there with you. I just don't see how Oklahoma hangs with Alabama. I think uh, one of my favorite uh, favorite plays on this game is going to be um, Alabama's team total. So the amount of points that Alabama scores over um, both the first half and the full game. I mean, I don't know what the number is right now, but given the the quick math there, it's got to be in the the 45 range roughly, um, which means you're talking half of that for the first half. So maybe like a uh, a 24-48, something like that for Alabama. Um, both of those seem short. Uh, Alabama should be able to score and run the, run the ball, throw the ball at will here, especially um, with Tua in, assuming he's back and, and 100% healthy. I mean, all, all reports I've seen are that he should be okay, but uh, that's another show-me thing too, you know what I mean? Um, but I think, uh, I think that Alabama should be able to pretty much name how many points they score in this game and uh, – I, I just don't trust uh, uh, Oklahoma being able to run the ball, throw the ball. Um, three stops and Alabama covers this number more than realistic. Yeah, yeah, it, it you know, and then so let's let's look in our crystal ball here. Um, you have Clemson, Alabama. I have Notre Dame, Alabama. Um, what what? I'll 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 go first, um, and then I'll, I'll let you go on that. The, I I'd I'd, lo- I'd love to say that 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 Notre Dame has has a shot, and I, I guess you know you come down to that any given you know any given Sunday or Saturday or I guess that game's played on a Monday, um. But I I just I I, I unfortunately, even though I I don't think this Alabama team is is quite on the level that everybody wanted to put them on from from week one, I I still think they're the best team in the country. Um, I would love to see Notre Dame win, um, but I, I, I realistically, if I'm if I'm being smart and honest and as subjective as a Notre Dame fan in a college football playoff can possibly be, um, I I just don't see it happening. I, I'd like to say they could keep it like less than twenty, like eh, they just not not to get railroaded like twenty twelve, but I, I I honestly don't know. Um, but, Jim, if if Alabama plays Notre Dame, how many points would Notre Dame have to be catching for you to go put money on Notre Dame confidently? I'd say I'd say twenty. I'd probably say twenty. I just it it you know I I look at the I look and, and I'm going to go recency bias and I I know the whole thing of your. You know, you're, you're you're not as you know you're not as good as you uh, just looked, or as bad as you just looked, or whatever. But I look at the first half against USC, and like it's coming at the tail end of a season, and and all of that. So you have a little bit of time in this month off to you know get you know get done with your fall semester and, and focus on football and rest up and and all of that. So I I do get that, but the the first half against you know USC, you know if you have a first half like that against Alabama. It, it has potential to get worse than than 2012, and if you let me say this too, if Notre Dame has a first half like that against Clemson, th- th- then all of that 
BS talk that that you know people will it'll just be easy writing lazy writing people are going to be able to write it because if you have that kind of first half against Clemson the the game's not going to be close like Notre Dame has to play their best game and I will admit that um but and it's just I, I Alabama is just is just a they are they they're just a team that 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 scares me especially if 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 Tua is is healthy now if 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 Jalen's in the game and I know what he did in in um you know the end of this season but I I, I yeah I you know Notre Dame Notre Dame I would love to I I, I would only do it if if it was around twenty twenty or more. So uh, my national title prediction is Clemson over Alabama, straight up. Um, however, I think the Notre Dame-Clemson uh, game is going to be – you heard me. Clemson over Alabama. I think the Notre Dame-Clemson game is going to be closer. The Alabama game is going to be a blowout. Um, so I think you might catch six or seven with Clemson. Um, so I would hold off on betting that. I've seen five, five and a half on the look-ahead lines. Um, obviously there, there's no real difference in five, five and a half, if it goes down to four and a half. Um, but if you can catch that six, I would obviously wait. Um, but I do think Clemson is your national champion. So you heard it here first and I'm, uh, I will be backing that. Wow. Um, damn. Okay. Didn't, uh, didn't expect that one. Um, so there it is. I have, I have Bama winning out, um, and uh, you have Clemson pulling off what would be a pretty, uh, I think, pretty historic upset, at least in terms of. And you uh, realize how much I'm going to call you out on this when you couldn't even pick your own team if they happened to win. Just throwing that out there. Th- that's fine. That's fine. Um, uh, you can call me out all you want. If Notre Dame beats Alabama, you can call me out all you want because it's not going to freaking matter uh, at that point. It really won't. Um, all right, Dave, let's uh, let's transition over here to the NFL um, just a couple of things before we predict this week's, uh, four games. Um, the NFC East has just gotten silly at this point. Uh, the Redskins are down to quarterback number four and, uh, Josh Johnson has won his first ever NFL game. Uh, he, in, he made his first start since 2011 and, uh, and won a game for the Redskins. Uh, the Eagles look better with Nick Foles than they did with Carson Wentz and the Cowboys just got shut out. So the, everything's getting weird. Um, I'm not panicking about the Cowboys. Uh, I think that they will absolutely win one of these next two and, um, and they, they'll win the division. So I'm not panicking at least not yet. Um, another reason we're not going to have a show next week. No, just kidding. Um, but, uh, here, here's a fun little question, Dave. And, and I think the answer is, no, you have to stick with Wentz and all of that. But what what do you think, or or what do you, like what goes through your mind if you're the front office of the Philadelphia Eagles? If um, you know this offense continues to look like it did this past week against the Rams, and you win on Sunday, and you win next week, regardless of whether you get into the playoffs or not what do you do but then possibly even more intriguing let's say the eagles do find a way in like the vikings go one in one over the next two weeks the eagles win out and they get into the playoffs in the wild card and they shock either the bears or rams depending what happens in the next two weeks and they find themselves winning a playoff game this year 
Is there any possibility, Dave, or should there be any possibility, I guess is the question, that the Eagles move on from Carson Wentz or look to shop Carson Wentz? Or is this just all kind of backup quarterback fits magic, if you will? So um, I think this is 100% real that you need to have a serious conversation on on if Nick Foles is your quarterback or Carson Wentz. Um, I am a huge Carson Wentz fan. I hate the team he plays for, but I'm a huge Carson Wentz fan. However, he's played, I don't know what the exact number is, but 18 games in the NFL now, and he's had two um, extremely serious injuries. Um, so the, the, the question is, what is his actual um, forward upside? I mean, he, he's, he looked like crap almost every game this year that he was um, staring down the receivers and not the form that he was in the year before. Um, so I don't think it is more of a, a what, uh, what, what uh, Nick Foles can do for it. I think you, you, if you're the front office of the Eagles, you got to have a hell of a serious conversation with the doctors. And what is Carson's health? I mean, because he was, he was back this year, but he was not I don't playing think, at Carson I don't think level. he was ever healthy. And if he wasn't truly I, healthy, I think that's a question that needs to be asked of the medical team in Philadelphia. I think they should have left him. I think he needed another three to four weeks sitting out to begin the year. I agree. And I mean, they were one and one or two and one or one and two when they brought Wentz back or something like that. Um, you were fine, especially given how shitty your division is. And yeah. um, I, I have some suspicions, and I'm obviously clearly qualified as a doctor. <laughs> but um, everyone knows that if you're you're not a hundred, if you're you're favoring your knee a little bit, you're going to put some other things in jeopardy just by doing sure. things differently. So. Um, I'm still not convinced. I think Carson has a hell of a lot of upside, um, but I'm still not convinced that he's going to be a, a long-term NFL quarterback just purely based on these two injuries. I mean, yeah. and I mean you and have I'll... a clear trend now with eight with 18 games under him, and I mean you're talking a a torn knee and a and a busted back. I mean those are two pretty important areas that yeah. uh, you don't want to have jacked up for an NFL player. As a Cowboys fan, um. I know how rough the life of being a fan of a team with a quarterback with a bad back is. It uh, it doesn't get a lot better. Um, he's gonna play games, but those injuries don't. Um, you know they don't always get better. And and the thing is too, to your point, Dave, is is how many times you had do you see a guy who comes off of a left ACL tear uh, within the next year or two tear the right ACL because he's obviously. It's your body's natural inclination to protect itself, and the other one gets worn down a bit. So, yeah, there there, there could be you know serious questions about uh, Carson Wentz's long term health there. Um, but you know, it's it's got it's making for a, a fun um, last couple of weeks here. And and honestly, looking, you know, we're not going to be on next week, but you know, this week, if the Cowboys lose this week and the Eagles win. I'm really curious to see if the uh, if NBC flexes the Cowboys and the Giants um, into that Sunday night spot because if the Eagles would win that afternoon, then uh, it would all come down to uh, Dallas beating the Giants in in Week 17 to uh, 
to to uh, clinch a division, or it would be the Eagles' division, and the Cowboys would likely be out of the playoffs. So um, it's going to definitely make uh, this this uh, this weekend set of games all that much more important. Um, so, Jim, before we before we hop away from this this Wentz Foles conversation, sure. As a Cowboys fan, who would who would you least like to see as the Eagles' quarterback? Nick Foles, how he played on uh, Sunday. Or Carson Wentz, how he played earlier this year. I, I have to believe that your answer is is Foles. Um, granted, I, would again, I, who I would there's I, no doubt that we, we who would I least want the Cowboys to play if if they had to meet the Eagles? He said. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to rather see Wentz all oh, absolutely gimpy like you absolutely. Yeah, I mean that says a lot right there, doesn't I mean, it? I mean, put I mean, it put it this, put it this way. Um, I'm in uh, one fantasy championship this weekend. And the the guy I'm against has Alshon Jeffrey, which for most of, you know, for a good part of the season, he was very inconsistent. Uh, Last week, he had by far his best game because Wentz is getting that ball downfield and he's getting that passing game going, similar to what you saw at the end of last season and especially in the postseason. So, like, there's a part of me that's like, fuck, this was not a good thing for me uh, to go against this guy. Now, I still think I have the matchup locked up, and if you follow me on Twitter, I'll uh, make sure I update everybody uh, as this weekend plays out. But no, I 100%, I would rather um, the, the, the Cowboys play against the Nick Foles offense, or excuse me, the, the Carson Wentz offense. I mean, they beat it twice. I don't want to be, you know, I'm not even going to say I don't want to be that guy. I'll fucking be that guy. Uh, the Cowboys beat the defending Super Bowl champions twice. And it was with Carson Wentz. Like, I, Nick Foles is this weird factor. And you saw what he did last year uh, in the playoffs. Um, so, I don't I don't want any part of that. I, I don't want any part of that team making the playoffs either. I'll say that right now. Not that I think this team has the the magic and the stars aligning and all of that stuff that last year's team did because i i do think that whatever nfc team gets out uh or gets into the postseason um they they will either lose in the first or second round i i just based on you know you look at quality of wins and and all of that i get they're all nfl teams but until uh, until an NFC East team proves that, that that they can hang on a consistent basis, I, I don't believe in any of them, my team included. So, but I, I don't want any. I, I'm I'm I've I've put up with it for a year. Okay, I've put up with it for a year. It's time to just shut it down, get the eagle machine out of my business, and I can move on. Did you ever think there was a point in time where you'd say that you'd rather see? Carson Wentz be the Eagles quarterback than Nick Foles. We've talked about nope. this enough, but I just have to like. Nope. that's so crazy. It's it's it? it's baddie, dude. It, it nothing makes sense, which is which is one hundred percent the 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 way things go with the uh, with the NFL as of late. Um, I was gonna I was gonna talk a little about uh, Lamar Jackson, just but in the interest of time, um, I'm gonna let it go. If if we can revisit, I, I, I want to touch on that real quick though, if we can. Um, oh, okay. Kind of related to Lamar since you brought it up, but Dave's take on it. Um, Lamar's stats are phenomenal so far this year, but he has played against like five of the worst seven defenses in the NFL in, in doing so. So um, his success has been way overblown in my eyes. So. Take that into account well, when and, you're looking and, at this Ravens team seriously. Well, and here's the thing, and this is the point I was going to make, is that guy, he's he's exciting to watch. He gets hit a lot. 
Dave. Um, Cam Newton is a is a physical specimen. The guy is a freak, and you know, a few years into his NFL career, um, the 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 body looks beaten up. You know, I I get that he was your your festivist grievance there, but the, the, he looks like a beaten up quarterback. Um, Lamar Jackson is going to probably run around and get hit more than uh than Cam Newton. So here's the thing if you're a Ravens fan, it's exciting now. It's fun now. You know, it's this new life. You you've you've gotten away from old cement feet and he's probably not even going to be on your roster next year. And that is the right choice. But the Ravens and and it feels weird saying this with a guy just a couple of games in his, into his NFL career. The Ravens need to think about Lamar Jackson's replacement far quicker than fans and probably the organization are going to want to because I don't think, and and I'll admit if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's long for this NFL world. I really don't. He's small, and he's going to take a lot, a lot of physical abuse in this game. Got me on mute, Dave. You with me, Dave? Hello, Dave. Yeah, I just have nothing else to add there, Jim. Oh, well, there we go. That would have been great to say with all of, without all of that uh, dead air. Um, so before we get into the four big games for this weekend, Dave, right now, who is your favorite um, to come out of the NFC uh, into the Super Bowl? Who would be your favorite as sitting here right now? That time I did have you on mute, so now you're getting me on two here. Um, so this this NFL is a little weird. Um, it's a lot weird. Come out of the, the, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you to me, I, the Saints are going to be hard to beat because they're in they're going to be in New Orleans more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like this Rams team. I haven't liked them for since the Green Bay game. I really like this Bears team, but, um, I mean, defense wins championships in all honesty, so obviously it's been said a lot, but um, I can see them as the one team going into New Orleans and having a shot. Right. Um, But the team that's really going to be interesting to me, um, the NFC East isn't even worth breaking air on. No, no, that's fine. But if this Seattle team... And I know you hate Seattle, but this uh, Seattle team might beat Kansas City this weekend. And if this Seattle team comes out um, in the five seed, again, the five seed is huge for them because then they would get right um, the East, and then they would get to go to more than likely the Rams, who they've already played twice this year. Rams or Bears, like it, at this point, it's not going to be Saints. You know, so, well. Correct. When I think it's key for the, uh, I think it's key for the Seahawks that the Rams are the two seed, because I think they want to avoid the Rams Saints game or the Saints Bears game. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But I think the Seahawks team intrigues me. Um, they're so. I mean, I I think that if I had to put money on it right now, I would bet the Bears. There okay. is absolutely no value on the Saints right now. Um, and especially knowing that the past two weeks, Tampa Bay and Carolina held that offense down. 
Um, the Bears are the team to bet right now, being the three seed. But if I'm taking a flyer, I'm taking it on Seattle right now. Um, not that I love it, but the possibility that they're the five seed and they avoid both Chicago and the uh, the Saints until the actual championship. Well, if you get someone that's twenty to one, and I don't know what they are right now, but they got to be in that realm, twenty to one to two games away from the Super Bowl. Well, that's easy hedging, and, and I can guarantee a profit there. And thank you very much. Yeah, I, I to me the the Bears are the best team in the NFC sitting here right now. Um, now that could change this weekend. That could change by the time the playoffs start. Um, the Saints, yeah, you get you you'd have them at home. That you know at this point they're, they're in the driver's seat for home field. Um, the Rams have definitely not looked the same, and, and you got to wonder um, the health of Todd Gurley's knee. They haven't looked the same since Cooper Cup went out hurt. Um, and, uh, and the saints, although they, they f- did finally start to, to pull it together a little bit this past weekend, they haven't looked like the saints we had seen all year for the past few weeks. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching the NFC East either. Uh, even if the Eagles find a way in the Vikings are hot garbage. Um, yeah, I don't like to admit that the Seahawks do look good. But, uh, you know, and, and I, I think we're, like you said, you know, learn a lot more uh, about them this weekend. Um, and, and Dave, the, who who would be your favorite um, in the AFC? Would it still be Kansas City, uh, like unequivocally? Or is, uh, you know, I, I mean, you have the Chargers there who, uh, you know, I, I guess that's good. Let me guess. That's going to be your answer just because you're, you want to keep uh, holding that one over my head. Man, I love this Chargers team, but um, the I was on the Chargers on Thursday night. It was glorious, a nice uh, nice ticket to cash there, plus three and a half, and uh, the money line as well, so that was a nice hit. Um, I do not like this this Kansas City defense. I think the offense is electric, um, but the, this this Kansas City defense made the, the Ravens look like a, a quality offense, so I mean, that yeah. tells you how good they are. But, I mean, I, I just don't have a feel, in all honesty, in the AFC. Um, it, what's going to be very interesting is, I mean, you realistically have Pittsburgh going down to New Orleans and losing this weekend, which puts Baltimore in the driver's seat. But Baltimore is out in um, – they're out at the uh, Chargers on Saturday. So, uh, I mean, if, if Pittsburgh gets in, you have to give them a legitimate shot. Uh, just because they have a, they might have the most talented team on paper. Um, but I, 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 again, I don't like the one seed here in the Chiefs. Um, but I don't really know that the Chargers can go into Arrowhead and beat them again. Um, right. in all honesty, right. I, I, I love this Chargers team, but, um, it's going to be tough. I, to I, I think, to I think for the Chargers to, to do it, they're going to need the Chiefs to slip up in one of these last two games. And the Chargers are going to have probably going to be this weekend. If if any, it's going to be this weekend. Yeah, I agree. Especially going into Seattle. Um, Wouldn't that be some shit if the Chargers were the one seed after how much crap you gave me when I made that call? Hey, look, I mean, it'd be nuts, especially because I didn't think that the Chargers would would get to that spot. But I I will. I am still going to stand by what I said. They could they could go as the number one seed in the AFC. I still stand by that I think they lose their first playoff game. Uh, and and I'll say it until I'm wrong, but uh that that's that's my take on that one. 
Um, so how's the all all LA Super Bowl looking versus the Philadelphia Jacksonville Super Bowl? Just just asking a question for a friend. Hey, I'm just saying it worked. Okay, that's all I'm going to continue to hey, say. Hey, I d- the Cavs are the Stanley Cup champs. Exactly, you got that right. And um, all right, and for me, my my favorite at this point, um, it, oof. You're gonna laugh. Uh, right now, I, this week, I would say the Chargers. But the team I I say that you want to watch if they get in is Indianapolis. If they can if they can keep playing at the level they've they've been playing at the past few weeks, I think that's a dangerous team. A dangerous team is the Indianapolis Colts. Now they're gonna have to score points, but their if their defense can make a couple of plays on some teams. I, I think the the Colts are a dangerous team. So, all right. What Dave, do you think about this Texans team? Because I, I think I, I, that they have I, I benefited from an extremely easy schedule. Yeah, I don't recently, think they're I think good. They are uh, overhyped. They're extremely overhyped. I don't, th- and I think they get lucky so many times. Like, but uh, Mitch and I were talking about it on Twitter. I think it was the last week when the when the Texans won on Saturday night. I'm like, is there a team that doesn't? Like they're they're ten and four right now, and they they barely look like a team that deserves to be even near the playoff conversation. But in the same time, with Watson and Hopkins, and then some of those names on defense, I would also be scared to play them in the playoffs. It's the dumbest thing. They don't look like they belong there, but I'd be scared to play them. It's it. it I think they are one of the weirdest teams in what is. Probably one of the weirdest NFL seasons I can remember. Nothing about this. I think it all depends on. I really think it all depends on who they match up with in the, in the first round, assuming that they get in. I mean, you get them against a physical Baltimore team. Baltimore wins that game straight up, more than likely. I mean, like if you get them and Indy against each other, like that 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 game's a friggin' shootout, man. Like, and, and it'd be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, but I agree with you. That Texans team is it's weird. They're they're like the epitome of this entire season. So let's. Uh, they, kind of, they kind of feel like the Eagles last year, though, don't they? That those that watch football, it's just like this makes no sense, but yeah. they keep winning. No, I agree. I agree. All right, let's go to the picks, Dave, uh, for this weekend, and uh, I'll try and wrap in any um, playoff scenarios that that tie to these games um, as we go through them. Uh, the first one I have, we talked about it kind of in passing, is this Saturday night at 8.20 on the NFL Network. You have the 8-6 Ravens uh, traveling to Los Angeles and taking on the 11-3 and Chargers, who are a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. The over-under on this one is uh, is at 44. The Chargers are already in the playoffs. Um, Pittsburgh would get in with um, – would clinch the AFC North with a tie – uh, and a Baltimore loss or a win and a Baltimore loss or tie. So that's uh, some connections to this game. Um, I, I like the Chargers to to, to win this one. I, I think you're going to find out a little bit more what uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens actually look like um, because I think the Chargers are, are the without a doubt the most complete team that uh, Lamar Jackson has faced. Uh, so I like the Chargers to win here. Um, I, I, I will take the over though. I, I feel like 44 with, with two offenses that can put up points, 
Um, and I, and I don't know the status of Melvin Gordon, but I believe he is going to be back this week. Um, so these two teams can score, even though, uh, you do have some solid defenses there. I'm going to take in the NFL offense over defense any day, just cause we know how the NFL is. So I like the chargers, um, plus the points and the over. So this is a, uh, this is a very, very sleepy spot for the chargers in all honesty, as someone who has, uh, they're probably about as big of a Chargers supporter this year as could be. Um, the Chargers are, again, situational spots. This is gold for the Ravens. Sure. Um, they, they can put the pressure on Pittsburgh going to New Orleans. Um, but the moral of the story is the, the Chargers here, they have clinched playoff berth. Realistically, they don't have the tiebreakers with Kansas City. What do they play for this week? Um I know that that's a, a loaded statement, but they're, they just had the high of beating Kansas City. How do they get up and amp for a uh, a Baltimore team? I mean, I I'm taking Baltimore with the points. I'm taking the under. I think that this is going to be an ugly game on uh, on Saturday night. Um, but I I feel like the Chargers somehow squeak this out. But God, this is going to be ugly to watch. This has like 17-14 written all over it or something terribly ugly yeah I think the thing that that really you play for is the hope that um Kansas City gets tripped up and you can uh and you can get you can work your way into the uh into the uh number one spot so I think that's what you can play for but um so surprise surprise uh we disagree uh on this one so let's go to the next one I have Dave that is uh, on Sunday. The Texans, uh, ten and four, traveling to Philadelphia, who are seven and seven. And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe I did get this right—a two and a half point home favorite. I don't know if it's two and a half. I saw one and a half earlier, but I haven't looked at it in a while. Which, so. which remember how you remember how you right. remember how you just asked what what we thought about the Texans. That that number should tell you what a lot of people think about the Texans. The Eagles. Uh, again, two and a half points, one and a half points, somewhere around that. They're a, a very small favorite. Uh, the over-under on this one, 45 and a half. This one, uh, Sunday at one o'clock on CBS. Um, some scenarios on this one. Houston, Houston clinches a division title with a win or a tie or an Indy loss or tie plus a Titans loss or tie. They could also clinch a first round bye with a win and a, uh, New England loss or tie or Houston tying and, New England losing, uh, and they would uh, clinch a playoff berth straight up with a Baltimore loss or tie, a Pittsburgh loss, or a Tennessee loss or tie, uh, which plus Houston's clinches strength of victory tiebreaker over Baltimore. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird shit uh, on on this one. From the uh, Eagles' point of view, they still need help, but Dallas could uh could clinch a NFC East division title um with a uh with a win or a F- Philly loss and a Washington loss among some other things. So um the F- the Eagles need to win basically um for them to have hope uh in Houston probably going to be in the playoffs. So I am going to say that the Eagles um because they they kind of do have more to play for here. Um, you're still kind of riding on this weird falls magic that we were just talking about. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles with the points. Um, I'm going to take the over as well. 
Um, just because, you know, we saw the Eagles put up, what, 30-something on the Rams. This Texans team can score. Neither defense, especially in your secondaries, are that good. So um, if you have Hopkins, Jeffrey, um, or any number of the other receivers, I think you're going to have a big week, um, as well as uh, the quarterbacks in this game. So uh, possible fantasy sleeper would be Nick Foles. If you're desperate in a uh, championship or semifinal matchup, look at Nick Foles. Um, so yeah, Eagles, uh, with the points and the over. So this is one that, uh, I, my gut tells me to pick the Eagles, but I feel like we're catching a little bit too much value on the Texans based on how the Eagles played last week. Um, I obviously do not like this Texans team, but the, the weakness of the Texans seems to be able to run the ball in my opinion. And, the weakness of the Eagles is being able to throw the ball. So I don't the, – the other thing that scares me with this Texans-Eagles matchup is how how will the offensive line of the Texans contain the Eagles' pressure um, from their D-line? So this is one of those games that I really I, – I, I would need three to play the Texans plus three. Um, I don't know that I can play the Eagles as a favorite right now just because I know how banged up that secondary is. Um, I, I can tell you in football pools, I'm probably taking, I'm probably splitting this one 50, 50 between the Eagles and the Texans. Um, for the sake of the podcast, uh, Jim picked the Eagles. I'm taking the Texans in the under. Perfect. Um, Sunday, 425 on CBS. We have the eight, five and one Steelers traveling to the 12 and two Saints who are a five and a half point home favorite. Uh, the over under 53 and a half new Orleans, uh, would clinch home field advantage with a win. Uh, or with a tie and a Rams loss or tie, or a Chicago loss or tie plus a Rams loss, they clinch a first round bye with a win, or excuse me, with a tie or better, a Chicago loss or tie, or a Rams loss. So um, all signs generally point to the um, Saints clinching the uh, the uh, home field advantage. The Steelers would clinch the AFC North title with a win and a Baltimore loss or tie or a tie and a Baltimore loss. Um, Steelers obviously coming off the, the big win against New England. They they finally kind of shake that demon off. Um, again, like I said, the Saints have not quite looked the same as they have over the course of this season um, in the past couple weeks. But... Um, they had they had a couple of uh, uh, road games in there. They had trip up loss to the Cowboys. Uh, you went to Tampa Bay. I think you settle things down here. You're back home. Um, the Steelers obviously have to come on the road here. So I, I like the Saints to win this one. I like them to win with the points. Uh, I'm going to take the under though. I think the the Steelers defense playing with a bit of confidence, but uh, the Saints defense has silently gotten a little bit better. Um, over the course of the past maybe month or so. So, um, Saints in the points, but the under. Steelers in the over, baby. You're, uh, you got two teams that are going to be um, – that just came off a low-scoring game, so it's time for that offense to get going. Um, and and the, the track down in New Orleans will assist in that. But uh, I, I think you get an all-in effort from Pittsburgh here. And I think um, – you you could see a a sleepy spot for New Orleans here because they're going to get an easy win week seventeen against the Panthers, because um, we're not going to care at all. Um, 
realistically speaking, the Saints are going to be 10 to 10 to 14 point favorites more than likely here against uh, Carolina in week 17. So I think they, they pretty much have the number one seed locked up with yesterday's win. Um, so I just think you're going to get a max effort out of Pittsburgh on the road here um, with their backs up against the wall. This one opened at seven and a half and was a horrific line. It opened. Yeah. Um, I think it's down to five and a half to four ish. Yeah. It was um, at five and a half that... at uh, like three o'clock today. Um, so obviously if it moved since then, I'm unaware. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I- I'm taking Pittsburgh with catching the points um, and the over. All right, and then let's move to Sunday night, 8.20 p.m. on uh, NBC. The 11-3 Chiefs, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite uh, at Seattle, 8-6. and six. Over-under on this one also, like the last one at 53-and-a-half. Uh, Some uh, scenarios on this one. The Chiefs would uh, clinch the West Division title in a first-round bye with a win and a Chargers loss. They would clinch home field advantage uh, in the AFC playoffs with a win, a Chargers loss, and a Houston loss or a tie, or a win, a Chargers loss, and the strength of victory tiebreaker over Houston. Um, Still not quite sure what all of that means. Seattle clinches a playoff berth with a win and a Redskins loss or tie, um, a win or tie and a Vikings loss, a win and the strength of schedule tiebreaker over Washington, a win, a Vikings tie, and the strength of victory tiebreaker over Minnesota, or finally a tie plus a Redskins loss and an Eagles loss or tie. Um, so if uh, you, I'm sure you followed all of that. If you didn't, just uh, search NFL playoff scenarios for the week, and it gives you the full list. But uh, in this one, Dave, with um, you know, and again, I we know how much I hate Seattle. But uh, they're playing like absolute fire right now. I think they have more to play for in terms of the kind of locking up that spot and going into a wild card weekend, um, you know, full steam ahead. You know, the Chiefs, again, like the Saints, most likely going to get that home field locked up. So I I think they have a little less to play for. Um, So I'm going to give the uh, the edge to Seattle here. I'm going to take Seattle. Obviously, you know, with, with taking the points. And um, mm, Seattle's going to score because the Chiefs' defense isn't very good. And the real question is, can um, can Seattle contain Patrick Mahomes? So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to take the under 53.5. Good plays, Jimmy. You got one right finally. Woo-hoo. I think that this is going to be the first um, – real road test that Patrick Mahomes has faced in a real hostile environment. Um, I mean, you think about the teams out West there, there's not really anything that would be too scary. I mean, the Raiders used to be, but not currently. Um, I I just think that this is the first real road game that, that Mahomes is going to have since he's really taken over the reins, if that makes sense. And um, you're going to give me points the other way. Hell yes. I'm taking them. The, um, the horrible situation I'm sitting in is is in that uh, championship matchup. I have Mahomes, and I also have Phillip Rivers, and like I, I've pretty much started Mahomes every single week throughout the course of this season, and I'm sitting in a in a finals matchup where I am terrified at playing uh, 
Patrick Mahomes this week. And like knowing you, if you I, have to stay with him because the total in the game is almost 10 points higher. So yeah, that's that true. Tells you that you have to go with Mahomes. Yeah. And, and I, I probably end up will, but like, I, I I'm going to be like, I'm I, the, the, the best thing for me at this point, cause I, I'm not going to pick somebody up off, off a of free agent wire. The best thing for me is that the chargers play Saturday night. So that's going to take that decision out of my hands before Sunday morning even rolls around. So that's probably the best thing for me. Um, Dave, uh, do you have anything else to add? Otherwise, we're going to wrap this thing up, not only for this week, um, but for the calendar year 2018. The next time we talk to everybody, it is going to be January, and it is going to be 2019. Yeah, Jim, uh, crazy we're through another year here. Um, and next time we talk, we'll be really talking about some uh, NFL playoffs here. Um, but just wanted to you know, wish everyone uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Um, the whole 10 yards and appreciate everyone listening and uh, letting the listening to me giving you hell every week. So um, it's always fun. Look forward to doing it when we do and uh, we'll catch everyone next year. All right, Dave, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon and uh, have a good holiday, bud. All right. I'll let him go. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to echo what Dave said. You can follow him on Twitter at huddle up Dave. Uh, you can follow me at big gym sports um we we appreciate it you know it, it, it's it's been a little uh off kilter at times this year you can still see some of the holes in the ceiling we uh are still working on on getting the studio set up proper we we moved from one location to another this year um so we uh we appreciate you sticking with us um and 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 we hope to keep you around uh in the uh in the new year for everyone out there we hope you have a great uh holiday season uh, a great Christmas. Um, hope you had a great Hanukkah. You have a great New Year. Stay safe. Um, be smart. Uh, enjoy the time with family. Tell them all uh, that you love them. You can follow us uh, on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. Make, make sure you're following along with our uh, home network, NGSC Sports, at, uh, on, on social media and also at NGSCSports.com. And their sponsor, Alicia's Pillows and Things. You may not be able to get the cutoff for Christmas. But uh, what you can do is uh, head to NGSCSports.com, find uh, the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage, and place your order. Uh, The stuff's great. It's at great prices, and um, we'll make a great gift, whether it's Christmas or whether it's uh, time for the playoffs. We're just in a a Tuesday afternoon, and uh, you brighten up somebody's day, so make sure you check out all that stuff. Again, folks, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Stay safe. Stay smart and happy holidays and go for the win. Each day the same. That's what I want to get. It's truly amazing. That spirit of Christmas